a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. You missed that last segment. Uh, just a fascinating conversation with Mark Lawrence Trad, who's a professor of political science at, <coughs> excuse me, at Villanova University. And uh, talking about uh, maybe the prohibitionists were the good guys. Uh, they often get a bad rap as we look at things historically and definitely in uh, stage and screen. Uh, but he made this this interesting point that of all of the, the temperance movements, that they really weren't about what was inside the bottle. It was not the drink. It wasn't even the drunkard. Uh, it was the predatory drink seller that needed to be confronted uh, through uh, this kind of consumer boycott or uh, control and compared it you know, to the uh, big pharma. Many people have uh, uh, looked at big pharma as stoking the opioid crisis. So again, uh, highly addictive substances uh, used to, to control uh, both dollars and cents uh, and health and wellness and ability to engage in society. He went through uh, in this piece uh, just f- fascinating uh, look of all of those who were really on the temperance bandwagon from Frederick Douglass to Abraham Lincoln, uh, all of those who are on Mount Rushmore. Uh, he talked about how the uh, the women's uh uh, temperance movements and how they impacted and were a training ground for so many other things uh, that followed that. And uh, we'll have the uh, podcast posted a little later on today. Great one to go back and listen to and a great read uh, on Politico if you're looking for uh, a good read rolling into your Thanksgiving long weekend. And uh, I want to spend as we wrap up hour number one here on Inside Sources, uh, a piece by uh, our friend Yuval Levin, a friend of the show who's uh, been on a number of times, uh, really a great thinker. Uh, and he focused on what he called constitutional gratitude. Now, the Constitution has long been criticized for once allowing slavery to exist, preventing women from voting, inability to prevent the formation of divisive political parties. So why would we be grateful for the Constitution? Uh, what good does it offer our generation today and, more importantly, generations to come? And I think that's an important question for us. Uh, back in 1789, of course, in October of that year, just months into the nation's new constitutional government, it was President George Washington issuing a Thanksgiving proclamation. And its words of gratitude, uh, of course, to, as, in, as the way Washington put it, the beneficent uh, author of all the good in our world for all the great and various favors, uh, that he hath been pleased to confer upon us, uh, and that would that would ring for uh, a long time. And so, really interesting. Uh, in September of that same year, a, a New Jersey representative by the name of Elias Budno uh, introduced a resolution asking the president to announce a day of national Thanksgiving, and his proposal was immediately criticized. Uh, among those that were heavy critics, Representative Thomas Tucker of South Carolina argued that any words of gratitude for our new constitution would be premature. 
he went on and said, wait a minute, maybe it's a little too early to be grateful for the Constitution. We're, we're just new into this uh, constitutional republic thing. Maybe, maybe we should wait. Uh, but Tucker's criticism, you know, failed to stop the House from approving the resolution. The Senate passed it as well, uh, prompting the president's proclamation a few days later. Uh, and so Tucker's question uh, still persists. You know, why should we be grateful for a constitution that was imperfect in its creation, uh, abided the profound, uh, profound evils of slavery and Jim Crow for nearly two centuries more, and fails to present to prevent the increasingly fractious political parties of our day today? Well, Washington saw a reason for all of that. That among the many things that his original proclamation, we'll talk a little bit more about that in hour number two. Uh, he talked about the the peaceable and rational manner, manner in which we've been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness. Uh, that's an interesting thing to, to reflect on. Uh, and so as we look at this uh, form of government that has uh, survived all kinds of challenges and difficulties, uh, we should be grateful for a constitutional government. Uh, and what it means to us today. And we'll connect a little later on in the show today uh, the, com- the the connection between Washington's uh, initial declaration for a day of Thanksgiving to Abraham Lincoln's uh, 74 years later much more specific declaration of a specific day for Thanksgiving. Interesting, in the, in the early days, uh, each state kind of did their own thing. And George Washington actually called for a number of different days of Thanksgiving along the way. So they, they didn't really just tie it all to November. It was really whenever we felt like we needed to have a day of Thanksgiving and prayer or Thanksgiving and praise, uh, presidents, governors, uh, local entities would just declare them. I don't know if that's such a bad thing. Uh, we could probably use a, a little more gratitude and a little more thankfulness uh, in our days. And uh, I think, uh, you know, for Washington and Lincoln in particular, uh, it was really showing gratitude required first and foremost that the people recommit to a spirit of goodwill. Uh, there was something to it uh, that goodwill is part of gratitude. And we're going to discuss that more coming up in hour number two. Thanks for joining us here on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio, rolling into your Thanksgiving weekend. I'm Boyd Matheson. We'll take a quick top of the hour news. We'll come back. Hour number two coming up next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.